Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com, keyword wealth. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra, with hosts, Miss Shannon. Yes, hello everyone, and thank you for joining us again for the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071 with my good friend Carla in today with us from ClearStep Financial. Hello, good hello, morning. Hello, hello, hello. I always love it when you make it a family affair. You brought in one of the kiddos today to just kind of watch what we do here in the radio station, so yeah. that is nice. It's good for kids to learn and, and to come to environments of workplace or educational or you know we looked at the tower tower outside when we were walking in the radio tower because that's what transmits all the waves all over Mm -hmm. the uh, cities so it's it's just educational for these young little ones and i think it just ties back into some of the things that we talk about and not specifically what we're talking about today but part of why we really appreciate being able to do this on the financial health and wealth show is that not all of us got the best modeling Mm -hmm. um on our our finances and even introduced to them in a way that you're like oh I can be involved in that I can I can affect my financial outcome maybe that's not something that you were you got a chance to experience as a kid right and I think most people have not actually Mm -hmm. you know I know myself Mm -hmm. I a lot of what I learned through my life has been modeled to me through work ethic right you know you work hard you you do these things you run your own business whatever it is right yes that's that's how my modeling has taken place through the years but actually the discussion of money and finance is really rare in families agreed because we didn't talk about it when i was younger again i agree with you Mm -hmm. i did know i'm supposed to get a job i should be uh diligent and respectful or business or business yeah (laughs) in mine it was basically you know because i'm i am a solopreneur but my mom was a she always had a job and i watched her and i knew okay you go to work you have to be on time you have to do this i understood how to go through that but i didn't necessarily have the ancillary conversation of what do you actually do with your paycheck other than paychecks come in and you pay bills right mm-hmm. right that's that that was the gist of it for most people so, right so but we can change that with the people around us yes right we can change we can make that change we can uh, have those discussions with people we can have those discussions with the little ones right. around us or friends or family or whatever so we can then make the change right to better have these discussions about money and finance making good choices saving money you know if you follow these principles if we all follow these general principles and none of us even if we had all these discussions there's no one out there that has made all the right decisions according to their financial goals right Right. Mm -hmm. you know we're here on earth to learn to grow to have that contrast we have to learn through our ups and downs we have to learn through doing the right things but then doing the wrong things too right and that's how we learn and grow and, and sometimes you have to take a you know for you a risk you know mm-hmm. just something because a lot of times there's a learning curve right. and you know well i gave it a shot and hopefully i didn't you know make anything so detrimental that i can't come back but you do have that opportunity to learn how things work you're you're right and that's why that's why i don't like people to beat themselves up right you know don't look back and say okay i should have done this or i could have done this or I could have saved more. What if I would have known this stuff at a younger age? And look at how much better I would have been. You know what? We can't live in the past. We have to learn from the past, but then 
look into the future and say, okay, how can I make those changes today and into the future? Right. And maybe help other people right. uh, get, on, get on a path a little sooner. And I think it's also good to remind ourselves, uh, adding on to your don't beat yourself up. Also, maybe don't beat your family up, your parents right. up. Because I think we get um, kind of stuck in this, well, they should have done this for me. You know, there, it's never too late for you to be able to do it for yourself as well. And that's some of the things we're going to cover right. today is demystifying some things that maybe you're like, oh, I can't or it doesn't work this way or any of that stuff. You, you know, if when people can, you know, contact you and your your team over at Clear Step Financial, mm-hmm. you can help go. Don't worry about what the previous generation did. Let's get right. you up and running. We can't blame, right? right? The blame game. I know we, we have a tendency to do that. We all do in some respects. Right. But if we blame other people, family or or whatever for not giving us the information, um, then we stay in that role and we, we can never move ahead. So, right. So we have to just chalk it up, learn from it, and and move forward. Right. Well, I want to remind everybody the securities and advisory services offered through Harbor Investment Inc. member FINRA SIPC, and also remind them that it's very easy to contact you and Cassandra and the rest of the team at ClearStep Financial. They can go to your website first of all, just ClearStepFinancial.com, and you can look for the My Talk tab there and set up a complimentary consultation. And if they just go, I just want to hear a phone, a number. I just want to hear a voice. They could call you call, as well. Mm-hmm. Call us. You know, I, I'm always looking at websites and looking at where's that phone number <laughs> right. that I can just pick up the <laughs> exactly. phone and call. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that number that you can call us directly is 651 600 Right. And I also remind people that you do a lot of educational opportunities. You'll have some other webinars that are very easy to access that start again up in the fall. And if you want to pre-register for it where you just go, you know, I, 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 what I did is I just registered for some classes and some coursework that I know I really don't have the emotional capital or the mental bandwidth right now. But after Labor Day, once my kiddo's back in regular school, I'll have a little more time to think on some stuff. So just to make sure that that time isn't filled with other things that always come up. I've already pre-registered for some yeah. some entrepreneurial courses and mm-hmm. some other things just to kind of add to my mm-hmm. skill set because yeah. the world is in flux right yep. now. We talk about that every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're we're in we're, there's a lot of again I call it the uncharted territory we're right. in right now from all angles of life, you know, from our own personal things that we're dealing with with family. Yes. Um uh, situations there, our finances with the high inflation, cost of things going up, the CPI, which is the consumer price index, the cost of things going up, which could be more than really what the CPI tells us it is, right? Because right? you said some important categories of yeah. our day to day aren't really included aren't in, in there, that. aren't in there. So, how many of us go to the grocery store? And are seeing the prices go up 30, 40% on right. items that maybe we paid, you know, $5 for and now it's $7 exactly. or $8, right? That's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, increase there. So that, and then the political stuff going on too, never, you know, you look back in history and you think, wow, the political in the past really didn't affect the markets too much. Right. But it all is affecting each other. It's all uh, intertwined with the all of these things we're dealing with in life right now are all intertwined together and if you can reach out to people around you for the educational information because that helps us deal with things better absolutely family members uh, just reach out to people we're all here on earth to help each other and support each other and in part of our role here is the educational piece on the finances right to help mm-hmm. people achieve their financial goals help them to have that ability to reach a 
um, reach them. So again, reach out to us, uh, call us, email right. us, free con- complimentary consultation just to see how we can help you. Right. And if you want to start that conversation today, you're welcome to call into the show as well. That number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And throughout the show today, we're going to be talking about some of those retirement myths. And when I was looking through this list, um, Carla, it seems that a lot of these are Things that we might have heard in passing as we were younger and then just filed the information away and then moved on is what I feel like. Like, it's not anything that I talk about on a day to day basis in my friend group or with my younger sisters or anything. It's something that we're like, we heard X happened and then just stop thinking about it. But you know what? As you get closer to retirement, Shannon, you're not near retirement. Neither am I. Right. Uh, But as you get closer to retirement, you hear more and more of these conversations. Okay, that makes sense. You're right. You're right. I am thinking of it all the time. I am definitely thinking about it as an Xer where I'm just like, oh, I got Right. plenty of time i'm worried about all that stuff yeah. you know i yeah. see a commercial for it i'm a, yeah. i am i am still young enough that whenever i still get my letters from aarp i'm like oh, how dare you i don't need them yet <laughs> even though i know technically i could join i'm like i do not need this letter coming to me yet thank you how did i get on your email blast <laughs> um right. right but i think that it is good to talk about some of these things um For, you know, I do think about it normally on behalf of my mom, who's in that semi-retired kind of in-between phase. But remember, some people, too, younger people are wanting to retire early, 40s, 50s year-old. If you have a plan for that and you put that plan in place, that is achievable. That's very doable. Absolutely. And I do. That's something that I do see is that in my particular circle, there's always an article of somebody that made it that they're like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 41 years old and I retired into some tiny like paradise island or something. And not all of them are in some other island, but a lot of it is, you know, you know, yeah. people who have just intentionally stepped out of what our standard employment right. scenario looks like, found another way. Look at it a little bit entre- differently, yes, right? Mm-hmm. We could, we, if we look at things a little bit differently, that's income. Yes. And maybe, maybe it's a part-time income. You just want to work part-time. You don't want right. to be tied to anything. Uh, those are goals. But again, all things start with a goal. Absolutely. Achieving it in the present tense, seeing it, feeling it, um, putting all your energies into it and seeing it today. It has to be looked at today as if you've already achieved it. We almost have to ch- uh, we trick our mind to believing. Right. Because our mind only works in the present tense. Fair enough. It doesn't mm-hmm. work in the future. So if we really believe it, it will be achieved. Right. Well, throughout the show, we are going to be covering some of those retirement myths, including uh, where some of your funding comes from once you're already in retirement. We're also, as I said, open to taking your calls. Today is a great day to go ahead and get on the line. Talk to my good friend Carla from Clear Step Financial. That number again is 651 We'll be right back on the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071, courtesy of our good friends over at ClearStep Financial. I am Ms. Shannon here with Carla Zevnik Seifer, the president of ClearStep Financial. And I always Hello. appreciate talking about how you even, before we get into even the retirements, what was it like when you're like, you know what? You were, because you were a, a, a teacher before, if I remember correctly. So, that was my initial training right. in my, my late teens and mm-hmm. 20s, right? right. Education and teaching. Yes. And that's, how, that's why it's so important, I realize, in my life that it's important to educate and teach about yes. whatever, whatever area you're involved in, right? right. And I'm, I'm, uh, my expertise is in money and finance and educating and teaching about 
money and finance. And about I can the feel that about you. Like mm-hmm. whenever I, you know, I, I don't completely go into the past life regression things, but I do talk about where's your spirit lie. Mm-hmm. And there's people who are teachers and people who are healers. And you definitely get that vibe off of you that educating people is very important mm-hmm. to you. We're on earth for, for purposes, right? right. As we, as we are on earth longer and longer, and maybe some people, it's right from the start, you know mm-hmm. what your purpose is here. But um, I know my purpose is the educational process, and I believe very strongly in the financial piece of that, that if we can teach and educate and not make it over people's heads, right? right. These principles, if we follow these basic principles of life in the financial piece, we're going to talk about some of the myths today about mm-hmm. what people think they'll be taken care of in certain areas. But if we follow these principles... We'll have that much more security, financial well-being, um, happiness, because remember, basic money and finance does help with our happiness. Absolutely. And it's a great dovetail between what you do as this uh, lifelong educator and what Cassandra really focused on, which was a lot of the behavioral and the the mental side of things Mm -hmm. and learning how and the psychology is the word I was looking for, the Mm -hmm. psychology of it and the way that what the differentiating factor between what you do at Clear Step Financial and what some other also very well educated, mm-hmm. very together financial advising um, firms might do. It's mm-hmm. the way that you come across it. So if you, you know, for all of us out there that are trying to go, how do we pick? Mm-hmm. It's that's mainly it is going who focuses on these things in a way that communicates to you right in the way that makes sense mm-hmm. and, and this makes sense for well, some people and you mm-hmm. want to trust the person who you work with right, right. there's got to be that trust there there's got to be um, just just again trusting in the person to help you. Uh, make recommendations and things like that. Right. So So when we are talking about this list of retirement myths, the ones that we're talking about today, are these the ones that come up quite often when you're going through your consultations with your clients? Is this a combination of that and maybe things that you see out and about in the news or in our blog? So how did we curate this particular list? Good question. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this comes from different educational articles that we receive financial Mm -hmm. articles and so we pick up some of that and that's some of our topics on sunday is we we utilize some of that so these myths are common myths that you hear people talking about like the first one is i can just live on my social security right so but you can if you live in almost like on a very low income exactly Mm -hmm. and and that can be okay with people so you can choose that or uh, you may not be comfortable with that either, right? If you want to live in a similar, like if you are a full-time employee someplace, um, you're, what you're saying is that transitioning from whatever your full-time annual salary would be is not going to be a, a similar lifestyle if you're only living on Social, Social Security. Security. Is that what you're right. saying? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why so many people, what they'll do too is they um if they if they're late to the game with with investing and saving and that's okay too mm-hmm. but then you make other decisions right you can you can live also off of social security but you can also live part you can work part time right there's so many different careers out there on a part time basis especially right now if baby boomers are looking at retirement maybe they don't want their full time job right right committed to that job but 
my goodness, look at all the part-time opportunities. Some of those can, you can pick up some health insurance until yes. you're 65. Maybe you're 65 and there's all kinds of baby born jobs out there. There are just an abundance of, of opportunities just to, it could be something mindless, something you just go to, just to enjoy, enjoy mm-hmm. working with people. And I've talked some extra to some income. people, like I just met a, 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 at an event, I met this wonderful guy who was previously, he was a, a, an attorney. And just got tired of the stress of doing that. So he moved into like mediation and something like that. And he was mm-hmm. still, he told me the story about how it still stressed him out too much. And he felt like he was missing, you know, life with his grandkids and some other things. And he was out walking with one of his lady friends and saw a sign where they were hiring bus drivers. And so he went Neat. through the process yeah. because he's like, well, I get to hang out with kids and I get to have my day free and he's still working, but he can travel and do all these other things. And he's a bus driver. And he was, yeah. it was so joyous to see him talk about the transition to this. Yeah. And the, one of the things that I liked most about the way he relayed the story is I could see a lot of us are attached to the, Oh, the, the zhuzh of a certain job and being able to say, I have whatever prestigious thing. And then to listen to him tell the story, he had that prestigious job, but he'd done it for... He wasn't happy. Exactly. He was just over it. You know, we're Mm -hmm. entering into, I believe, our world, Mm -hmm. and and I can sense this, I see it, I hear it, I talk to people, that we're entering into a, a time frame of life, all of us, where happiness and joy are what's driving us more right. than than other aspects, right? The ego or I've got to achieve this or I've got to do that. Now, we still want to achieve our financial goals. Absolutely. I understand that, mm-hmm. but that happiness is really a key piece in making our decisions. And I think it's we've done good. A, yeah, we've done a better job lately of going, you know, because I do read a lot of studies about that happiness quotient and going, well, what I was thinking was going, what the, the, the previous goal the previous um finish line that i looked at i'm going well now i've watched a bunch of other people get to that particular goal and it wasn't enough to make them happy there has to be other things because that's not what happiness is about right right? Mm -hmm. money doesn't create happiness right uh but it it's a piece of it because it pays our bills right exactly but it provides resources or access to certain things right right Mm -hmm. but true true the truest happiness in the world comes from the inside it's our decision on a daily basis to be happy right and and sometimes it takes a lifetime to understand that but um but that truly is where happiness comes right from. and understanding where this piece of you know is it really a final dollar amount or are you really looking for economic stability and the and the ability to be able to access things or the ability to support organizations that you care about so that yes Mm -hmm. your finances are very to be in a certain lifestyle or do certain things for the people that you care about in your circle yes finance is absolutely part of the equation but not necessarily the only only, number right Right, exactly and that's a hard decision Mm -hmm. to go why do you want to make more money Mm -hmm. well i want to make more money for these reasons Right. Or I want to have access to more money for these reasons. I think that helps people a lot mm-hmm. when you're making these decisions like we're talking about today on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make sure my son is safe, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I can retire. I want to be able to spend time with him and help mm-hmm. him when he gets to that. You know, I don't want to be, you know, at that point in my life, I don't want to be concerned about my son because I know that he's still going to need care. Mm-hmm. So finances, quite important to it me. It is, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And this might be a good time for all of us to take a few minutes today mm-hmm. and write down 10, 10 things that are important to you. Uh, you know, 
it could be the values, it could be income, it could be whatever, you know, 10 things. And then you take that and then you develop some goals, maybe three goals that uh, you can write in the present tense and see yourself already achieving them. And that's a good starting point. Perfect. And we're going to have more information, more tips, and also more information on some common myths in retirement when we return with our friend Carla from Clear Step Financial here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071, also available as a podcast. You can go to our website, MyTalk1071.com. Use those keywords, health and wealth, and you'll get this episode and previous episodes. Today, my friend Carla over at ClearStep Financial is Hello. helping us work through some of the retirement myths. So we started mm-hmm. with Social Security, um, which we do whole episodes on that. If you have questions, uh, we know it's very complex um, dealing with right. that. You mm-hmm. can always contact ClearStep Financial mm-hmm. and just go, hey, I just want to talk to you and and your experts that work with Social Security. Also, what we do talk a lot about are 401ks, and those have evolved over the last few years, and reminding people that that's a new thing. 401ks in the grand scheme of... newer, right? Newer, 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 if you look at the last hundred years, it hasn't been around that long. But um, but a lot of people think that a 401k is their B end and, and of every, of investing, right? And that'll take me to reach my retirement goal. And I really challenge people to think beyond the 401k. There's a lot of opportunities for investing, uh, Yes, you can invest in a 401k. A lot of times we do recommend pre-tax. Yes. And then after tax, too. Why not diversify your taxes for your future? But also, just know taxes, money does grow in three different pots. You have taxable liquid money that you can, you know, that um, is underlooked very often. Yes. But it, it has the ability, if you have liquid taxable money and you start building in there, all different investment vehicles to choose from, but you have the ability to have more flexibility in life if you right. really build up that category, mm-hmm. because that could be an early retirement category. It could be uh, buying a new home, a car, whatever it is. You build that taxable account up, right. and um, and that could be a good piece of your retirement as well. So don't overlook just because the four hundred one k is all pre tax. But remember, it limits you to what you can, how you can use it because right. anytime you take money out of the pre-tax you're going to pay 100% tax in there so don't just use the 401k right and just like knowing that there are if you put all of your eggs in that particular basket it also gives you less flexibility if you like oh i might want to work less hours but I still can tap into it. Maybe not. There's a lot of rules on those sometimes right. that tell you how you can access it. You could build up the taxable account, mm-hmm. right? And that again, you get 1099s. It's totally liquid. But you could build that up enough to supplement your income in early retirement. Right. Okay. So it's a key. It's really a key piece. But then the second way money grows is tax deferred. That's like your pensions, your 401k. But that money you can't tap into until 59 and a half. Right. Right. And then you do pay taxes on that. And then you've got your third tax bucket, which is Roth. Mm-hmm. You can invest in a Roth and inside a 401k or outside a 401k and build that Roth out. Remember how versatile and flexible Roths are. Right. Roth IRAs, when you put money into them, remember, um, I always say, you know, sometimes people in their teens or 20s, 
uh, you know, they, they, they want to invest long term, but at the same time, they want flexibility, right? Right. Because you might need it back when you're you, like, you, things you change really quick when I yeah. was younger. That was when I started. I've done that more than once. Started a Roth <laughs> and then sapped it yeah. and then started yeah. another one. Like, yeah. I did that a bunch in my, in my yeah. early 30s. I was yeah. like, look at me. I got my Roth. And then it just, I was like, you need that money. Right. Right. So, right. right. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to shift mentally and say, right. okay, that is my long term focus there. But Roth IRAs, you, when you, you put money in, you can take it out any time. That mm-hmm. deposit you put in, you can take out. So just know how flexible they are. Right. I think a lot of people don't realize that with the Roths. Not that you want to take it out, no. but, but it's there. But if something happens, if yes. life, if right. all the things, life within in the big all capital letters, if life happens, right. it's a place that you can get it's, it back. Right, yeah. right, right. So we don't, again, um, I always say we make better decisions in our life if we don't beat ourselves up. We right. can't. Beat ourselves. We learn, we grow, we commit, mm-hmm. we write down our goals, we work on that aspect, but get rid of the condemning other people, ourselves. That does not do anything for us, and we can't move forward if we are in that mindset. Right. We have exactly. to shift. shift. Right. Um, and the other you know, piece I know we talked about already, one of the myths of retirement is planning to work through retirement. A lot of people do that, you know. I, I look at myself and I don't ever see myself retiring because I I want to share this information for many, many years in my life. So, um, but, but that's, and I see more and more people doing that too, mm-hmm. doing it because they want to, because they enjoy what they do, because right. they want to add value to people in this world. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of reasons for maybe even working part-time in retirement or, or like I said, full-time. Right. And transitioning and just, to something yeah, else. Continuing, mm-hmm. right. Or continuing to work and do what they do and do it. But I always say, love, love what you do. Right. If you do it, love it, learn mm-hmm. to love it, enjoy it. And, and that makes a big difference in our happiness as well. It's right. just shifting to really enjoying why we're here, what we do. Right. And, and making those decisions to do what we, we do as well. We do encourage people to be optimistic in what their options are going to be as we all age. But reality, since we, again, as we've mentioned multiple times, don't have a crystal ball, maybe you won't be able to find the job that you want or, you know, the who knows what's going to be going on in the job market. So that might not be an option for you in the same way that you're thinking right now before you get to retirement. And that's where shifting comes in, exactly. right? <laughs> we have to shift. Right. We have to shift in life, right? I'm looking at the little one here. Yes. And, and sometimes when we get upset at something, uh, we have to shift. Right. And, and just like in life, too, you there's certain goals that we have in life and we have to shift to, right. to uh, other aspects. Uh, to still be on our path, but those mental shifts are important sometimes in life. And we talk about this often as well, that our largest growing populations are centenarians and people are, I thought of you, Carla, because I was, uh, I was at a gig over the weekend and met a wonderful 96 year old woman. Love it. And so, but I was talking to her daughter who I believe was in her late Mm sixties. Um, and she was talking about, I didn't think, you know, she's like, well, her mom, so my, her great grandma mm-hmm. lived to be at least a hundred. So we're like, well, we got her at least for four, but she's said that she and her sisters look at each other and go, well, that's the, probably the reality. We're going to be here that long. How are we going to be? Isn't that funny? That's yeah. the conversation that people have amongst like, each other. a long time to yeah, figure my, things my, out. Right. My, my mother and father are in their nineties and it's like, oh, I probably have that same gene. So. Mm-hmm. My money's got to last that long. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And going, there's differentiating. And, and this doesn't go into our retirement myths. 
But what her daughter told me is that she had some money from selling her house. And basically they said, as her daughter put it, you're too old to invest that in these certain ways. Um, because, yeah, you're just too old and we're not you're not a good risk or whatever it was because you're going to. And that has to be maddening, too, to go, oh, I'm here so long that now you don't want my money anymore. <laughs> and so I didn't I meant to ask you um, what that might be, what might be that scenario well, well, she was trying to invest it. She you mean, up, when you're in your 90s yes. and you're trying to invest something, you know, you got to look at the situation because remember, uh, people in their 90s potentially, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of it is our mindset. How right. we, when we're in our 90s, how we view ourselves and what our expectation is. You know, my goal in my life is I, I want to be independent. Yes. I, my whole life, I want my mind to be clear. You know, I think about these things every day. Mm-hmm. And so I help make decisions to have that opportunity. We have to make sure we think about the things we want to achieve, not the things we don't want to achieve, right? Absolutely. So that's part of it. But when people are in their 90s, we have to consider a lot of things. You've mm-hmm. got to consider possibly long-term care needs, mm-hmm. right? You have a person in their 90s, they fall, and all of a sudden now they... They, they, there's part of their money might need to go for care. So that's Absolutely. probably one of the biggest concerns um, in your 90s. But you can still invest your money conservatively yes. and still have it available, liquid, um, potentially have the growth, but minimize risks. So right. there's, there's opportunities there. Right. And so I'm like, I should have just said it. You need to call my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll help you figure out how to get around oh, this, what you're trying to do. Yeah. But it was wonderful to watch her have this conversation mm-hmm. and what she was doing with it and how she was being a good steward mm-hmm. to her kids. Mm-hmm. And her old kids still were greatly enjoying her company, even though she was getting ready to turn 96. And yes, that, that was neat. a very wonderful, wonderful interaction. What a Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have a couple of minutes. Do we want to start the conversation about Medicare or do we have more to talk about as far as working in or through your retirement? Well, we talked about working in retirement. There's a lot of people I work with and help in, in with their financial goals in retirement, but a lot of them are still working. Mm-hmm. And if you're still working, it may or may not be a good idea to take Social Security then, right? Okay. Because remember, Social Security has a limit. Income has a limit. So if you're not yet full retirement age, which for people is around 66, 67, 68, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, you got to look... Look up your Social Security benefit, log in online, and you can see what your uh, retire, full retirement benefit is, right? Okay. So up until that point, the government says, okay, you can't make more than like nineteen twenty thousand, Right. Otherwise, you've got to give half of your Social Security back. Fair enough. So okay. it may not make sense to... Uh, take your Social Security if you're making more than that twenty thousand. That that may not make sense. Right. So you might as well hold off. Why, why for would a while you until hold they off? make you? Let it, it increase mm-hmm. by just under eight percent a year. It increases at age seventy. Remember, Social Security does not increase anymore. Right. It kind of levels off. Although the one factor that um, a lot of people don't realize is that the cost of living adjustment, the inflation factor. Yes. Uh, right now we have high inflation, and next year we just got information that the Social Security benefits will increase. It's either 9 or 10% will oh, increase okay. next year. Okay. So that's a good thing for people living off of Social Security. So when that works, they'll give you a ca- uh, that, that increase in your benefit. Does Social Security, and this is again, is it you have a finite... I know that it's based upon the a certain number of years and yeah. averaging those out. Income. Is there a finite amount of money that you can get from there it? Is. So you're spending down, basically. Uh, well, there is a finite amount, meaning based on income. I think it's 150000 of income, mm-hmm. and your Social Security 
that's a maximum amount you make that will pay into Social Security, Perfect. right? If okay. you make one seventy five, you're maxed out at that one fifty ish, right? Um, incomes that you max out your Social Security benefit. So if you make less than that, your Social Security benefit at full retirement age will not be the maximum amount. Okay, if you're continually working at one fifty income. You're going to max out social security according to social security benefit maximums, right? Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but which just, goes back to again what we started with is if you were living on a lifestyle that was based upon you making one hundred fifty thousand or one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year, living only on social security is not going to be nearly the same lifestyle right. that you've been accustomed you to. You might get at sixty seven or seventy. You might get three thirty five hundred four thousand a month. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, I I have found through the years people adjust to their goals. Right. They adjust. You know, we may look at the numbers and say, eh, I don't know how you're going to do that, but they know. And we, it's our job to give them the numbers, show them the numbers. And then it's the people we work with. It's their responsibility. And they know it to, right. to see how it all fits into their retirement goals, how they want to achieve it, where they want to live their expenses, you know, it all kind of works out together. Right. Well, when we get back, we're going to cover the uh, last few retirement myths from today that we want to get to. I also want to remind you, you can be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk Seven, My Talk 1071 with Clear Step Financial. Back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available on our website, MyTalk1071.com. As I mentioned, we always encourage you to call in and we will try and just demystify some finances. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about Social Security and some other retirement myths. Mm-hmm. So we do have a caller on the line at 651-641-1071. Al, thank you very much for calling. What's your Social Security question for my good friend Carla? You have to work so many quarters in order to qualify for Social Security. And Al, just one second. Can I ask you just to start over a second because you were clipped a little bit at the beginning. So thanks again. So you were saying before you got to the quarters? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I know you have to work so many many quarters in order to qualify for Social Security. But can you outlive your benefits? No. So let's say say you, you know, typically, you know, 80, 90 years old, you still have benefits. But let's just say you lived 120 or whatever. Do the benefits ever run out? Well, that's a, that's the million-dollar question right now, Al, right? We all, you know, the numbers show that by 2034-ish, that Social Security, we will not have enough money to pay the benefits, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the million-dollar question. So uh, there's a lot of discussion about that because right now, if you look at, if we're going to stay on this financial journey that we're on with our syst- our financial system currently with our social security benefits it will run out and either benefits are going to have to be decreased or we're going to have to pay more in taxes or they'll keep pushing out the the age on when so the benefits are received. So that you would go later. Right. Instead. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and they are and they are. Now but I, I believe and this is me believing in our current uh, world you know our current united states i believe that we will eventually make changes 
so that our that our benefits will remain and that people will receive the benefits. And I, I truly believe that there will be maybe there are politicians, maybe there are strong people that some of these benefits will change. That's my opinion, Al. It is not mm-hmm. based on any because as the facts. way the system is set up right now, from the base of Al's question, you're you should get them as long as you continue to be. Alive, right? Basically, but if, if we stay but if they, on our if we stay on the case, and we're just going to run out of right. money, and that's so that's why it has to change. So technically, right. Al, it has yeah, to change. you should keep getting your money, but right now, right, we just don't have enough. Right, there's not enough. Doing, right, right, there will be changes if we stay on our financial path with the, with the, the way our system is set up right now. You will. So the, way the system, so the way the system is set up, though, then why do you have to work so many quarters in order to qualify? Because I, I, I see. Homeless people or, or other people, you know, getting benefits all the time. So why does a working person even have to pay in then? Well, remember, well, those are all million. Those are all good questions, right? So remember that people that are mentally ill, the 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 system does take care of mm-hmm. them, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and that's good. You know, we need to have we need to take care of, of people like that. So they already get their disability benefits from Social Security. So that's that's part of our system. But you have to. So if you are a spouse and you didn't work, you can get half of your spouse's benefit, though. So that system is in place. Um, if you never worked, then you probably have some type of disability, and then you would get disability. I don't know of any. I'm trying to think if I know of anyone out there that has never worked and not married. Right. right? Um, that's that's probably very very rare. Right. Um, but you have to work. I think there and there is a difference between that disability benefit and general social security there's a different way that you have to qualify for it right if you're getting it as a disability benefit if that's kind of what you're leaning into al is that a little bit of what your question was including yeah yes Mm -hmm. so it is slightly different you know like the process that i would have to go through for my son to be able to um uh because he's high supports on the autism spectrum it's a slightly different process or actually not even slightly a very different process um than what i go through as a working uh mm-hmm. adult without a, any sort of disability right because that pay helps into a little it. bit you, i pay you into pay it. into social security yes. mm-hmm. and so and but there's a high number too if you Correct. pay more than you can't if you pay more than one hundred fifty thousand or you earn more you're not paying any more into social security right. that's that limit there um, for income, but we do all pay into it up to that up to that point. Right? Does that help a little bit, Al? Oh yeah, yeah. Now then, then my I guess my original question is: if you pay in X amount, uh, once you reach that that dollar amount that you've paid in, does it does it stop? Does what you know, stop? So does. he's saying so, well, if throughout the li- your lifespan, let's, I'm just picking a number. Let's say you put a hundred thousand dollars into it. Personally, that's what you contributed. When you spend up $100,000, do you stop getting benefits? Yep. So, no, you do not. The way it's set up right now is that you you do, as long as you're living, you receive lifetime benefits of Social Security. It's designed uh, to pay lifetime, but part of the the issue right back in the 50s people would live until 65 70 and now we're hitting 100 now, on now, the regular right now we're now we're living a lot longer so that's why if you look at the demographics and the amount of money and remember there's no pot of money in social security sitting there waiting for us right whatever comes in goes out it's all spent so 
Uh, they're looking at the the amount of people, baby boomers, that are reaching age Social Security benefits. So in the next five to ten years, you're going to have 100 percent, probably the next 10 years, you're going to have 100 percent of all baby boomers on Social Security, Medicare. And that's why they're looking at the year 2034. If we continue in the financial systems, the Social Security benefit systems, all those systems that we have right now, if we continue, we will run out of money around the year 2034 with Social Security. That doesn't. So what that may mean, though, is people, they might do means testing where you have certain amount of assets. You may not get as much. Right. Or you're going to have to pay more tax. Um, that's how they will make that adjustment. You'll still get Social Security, but all your Social Security might go to pay for your Medicare. Right. And you know, I'm going to pause means you testing. for one second. Mm-hmm. Al, we're going to make sure we get your contact information with our producer because we only have about uh, two minutes left. And I want to get one more question at least into okay. the air. Thank you, Al, for calling. Thanks, Al. Cindy, let's just get your question into the air about savings and we'll get it started and we might have to follow up on it next week. So go ahead, Cindy. Okay, yeah, okay, so I'm sorry, I miss part of your show, I listen every week. All right, so, um, and sorry if you already covered this. All right, so um, I'm 64, I'm going to be 65 in December. I understand all the Medicare piece and all of that. Um, I um, will continue to work for as long as I'm able to, so I'm not planning to collect, um, you know, Social Security until I'm 70. Okay, the other piece is I have um, a 401 and I have inheritance money that is being managed by a brokerage company, Wealth Enhancement. So I I have, really, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Oh, good. You know what, Cindy, I'm sorry. We're going to run out of time. Here's what I'm going to do, though. We are going to have time uh, as we move into our next show, which is going to be the Red Hot Real Estate Show. I'm going to put you on hold, and Carla's going to follow up with you off the air, okay? So hold on, Cindy. Put yourself on hold. We'll be right back to you. Because, Carla, I want to make sure that if you have, uh, for everybody else listening that may have a question like Cindy's, they need to contact you. Yeah, call us. Just just call our number. Um, I do, you know, one last piece here is that a lot of... I don't even think we have time for that. Yeah, We're going to do yeah. 651-641-1071 is our normally call. But they can call you at 651-600-0855 or go to right. your website, clearstepfinancial.com. Don't worry. We want to get all these uh, answered and we'll be here again next week.